Welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. Kareem, uh, it was empty. COVID in order to go see Demon Slayer in the theater. So, Kareem, tell us how how was the movie experience actually being in the theater for over a year? Uh, how was that? Um, it it felt exactly like it did the last time I went to the movie theater, okay. which was it was empty. I was able to just walk in get to my seat, no issues. And it was pretty empty throughout the movie. And I think there were maybe two or three other people at most in, in the movie and they were all on the other side. Mm. Um, so it to me, that's like how it was when everything first started shutting down. In terms of me feeling comfortable, it was so comfortable in there. I forgot how nice the seats are when you can recline oh. it and, you know, they turn the lights down. Um, no, but I got a little too comfortable at first because I, I got a little sleepy when the movie ah. was, was, was initially started. I don't know if it was Ramadan or what, but I got a little sleepy, so I had to put the seat back upright. But to be honest, I only felt comfortable because the movie theater was so empty. Mm-hmm. Um, if there were more people inside, I probably would have said, ah, maybe I'll go. Um, but the, so I can't really rate the movie going experience other than this is a movie I wanted to see. I figured, you know, I'll take go at the right time when nobody's there and I get to go see it, but I'm still not sold on going back to the movies, you know, and during regular time. The reason why I had to see this one is because I've been waiting for this movie for such a long time. <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> for this, what, for like almost, what, like six, seven months um, since they, we first knew that this movie was coming out at the end of the season one. So I, I had to see it. I don't know when it's going to come out. So I, I didn't want to wait any longer. And everybody was hyping it up. And I have to say that it was honestly, to me, it was worth it. It was worth the experience. It was worth the wait. Um, I, I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to own it. Um, so in, in terms of the movie, I'll leave the pronunciation to Kay. And she's much better at that. But it, it's, be, it's basically Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Mm-hmm. Kimetsu no Yaiba. How do you pronounce it, Ken? Kimetsu no Yaiba. Okay. I did pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> she said it so effortlessly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that, that's basically what the, the movie itself, where it mainly takes place. If you've seen um, any movie that takes place on the train, this has that, except for now you have the characters from Demon Slayer. Um, so you basically have um, Tanjiro, um, Nezuko, uh, and some other demon slayers, they they board a train to basically team up with uh, one of the high-ranking demon slayers, uh, Rengoku, because there's basically a demon that is killing people on this train, and people keep disappearing, so they want to figure out what's going on. Um, not long after they get on the train, um, they're put to sleep by the demon that's on the train. Uh, and, you know, it's a little bit of you know, mystery in the beginning as to how it happened. So it's basically everyone enters their own dream sequence. Um, and obviously, Kenjiro's dream sequence is that he's back with his family. And none of this ever happened where he became a demon slayer, where his sister became a demon. Um, and then he starts to realize something is wrong. And the purpose of the more being put into the sleep state is so that the demon can recruit these four people who can't sleep uh, to destroy their cause that they would never wake up and in turn the demon would allow those individuals to sleep so it, you know the, it's, it's not run of the mill it's pretty interesting because you get to see um what life would have been like 
if none of this ever happened. Um, and then at some point he starts to realize, hey, something's wrong. Uh, this, this can't be real life. Uh, none of this is making sense. And also because he got a little message from his father while he was in his dream sequence. Um, the only one who's not asleep on this train on this train is Nezuko because she's a demon and it doesn't work on her. So it, it's, I don't want to give away what starts to occur next because that's not really why you want to go see this movie. And I, all I have to say is that there's a finale and then there's a finale. Yeah. So the way the sequence takes place is, you know, obviously they have to try to get everybody up. You have the action that you would expect. The animation is top notch. I mean, I, I saw it subbed. So, you know, you have the energy, um, you know, in the language shown on the screen with the characters and the fighting sequences. Um, so every character, you know, it's like how you would see it with any movie. They're, they're at their best. Um, the sequences are what you would expect. And the story starts to unfold where there's a couple of revelations where you're like, whoa, I didn't expect them to fight this type of demon. At one point, I had to say that there was a, a message that I didn't like. Um, and that had to deal with the way Tanjiro was understanding that he was stuck in the dream. Um, and I say that without giving anything away, but I feel that the movie did take the turn where it even explained that. Um, I don't know how it would be in terms of the dub and if the dub would touch on it the same way that the sub did, but it wasn't just a movie that had good action. It actually had great character development. Um, every character, you know, since I haven't watched an episode in a while, I remember, oh yeah, this is how this character is. But I felt even in this movie that there was really good character development for the main characters. Um, I even thought that there was a very powerful message uh, in terms of um, the odds that they were facing and what happens when people have to face certain odds um, and who stands up to make sure that everyone is capable of defending themselves. Um, and I think that the action coupled with that message, coupled with the character development and the fact that I, I was choked up there were certain parts of it. <laughs> I, I thought this movie was well worth the wait if you love Demon Slayer, this movie will not disappoint. It has a little bit of everything, and it also raises the stakes where it's not a movie where you can say, ah, the movie just took place. If I don't see it, no big deal. No, you have to see this at some point if you enjoy the anime. What do you think about it, Kay? So, okay, I watched it in just Japanese with no, with no subs. That probably wasn't necessarily the best idea, but whatever. Um... But it was so much fun. Like some of my favorite scenes was like in the very beginning when they went after as we're getting on the train and they reached the one and he's just like and he's just eating stuff and he's like, Uma, Uma, Uma. and I'm like, ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, yo, dude, did you just eat all of those, all of that? Like, how much food can you eat? But like it was just like his complete and utter reaction to how good the food was. And I was just like, this is silly, but this is so much fun. Um, when his sister tries to get to him to let to sorry fast fast forwarding when his sister tries to get to him to like you know let him know you're in a dream wake up and she's just like, bam it's like wow okay this is how we wake people up <laughs> okay I don't want to say what she does next but like what she does afterwards and you just see it in her face just like. I feel so bad for her. Come here, come here. Let me help you. 
<laughs> okay so yeah it's like for me it was so fun and i did feel bad for him like because he's like oh like his death in in the dream i can't i want to say what okay in the dream when he's with his family and he's celebrating that uh, specific birthday and you're just mm-hmm. like wait you're supposed to be how old <laughs> <laughs> and, just like, and then he sees him like oh the life you're never gonna ever ever have oh, I just, it was it, for me I think it was just like really fun and I was like this is such a cute movie um but the thing is I figured out really early on what it was and what they would potentially have to do to get out which we won't talk about because you know I like to spoil stuff and that's not cool but I was like oh because something about the storyline of the demon on the train and what happened felt so familiar. Like, I feel like I've seen this before, but this was like a really good take on that on that um, idea. But I can't remember what it was. I'm like, I know I've seen a storyline like this, but I can't remember what it was. Like where, where, where I've previously seen the, because it's not like, where I've seen the the idea of the de- of sleep of the demon sleeping on of the demons on the train with the sleep, I'm like I literally just can't pinpoint it where I've seen this done. But out of the three things we're going to discuss, I think this is probably if I had to rate them, this was my second favorite of the three that we're going to talk about today. Okay, well, and I would definitely the- suggest watching it. Yeah, our plans are to watch it this week, and uh, not today. Well, our plan is to watch it. We have it, uh, (laughs) have access to watch it uh, on the high seas, Um, which also that's a that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I didn't realize that. No, I'm actually surprised it didn't make it onto the high seas much earlier than uh, than now. But what I want to know from I guess without I guess without spoiling it, does the movie lead you into season two of um uh, demon slayer um, I, guess it, yeah. like, I presume it does only because you know season one ended like they're getting on the train and then the movie comes out so i'm wondering is the movie a one-off like a one shot or is it um when that it advances was... the plot okay yeah because yeah, like, it, like, it, it like, definitely does because <laughs> yeah, i was thinking like the um my hero academia uh film uh heroes united it didn't really advance the plot um, per se. When you look at the season five that's out now, uh, yeah. I mean, it's almost like they was on an uh, internship. So they, they lightly talk about the internship. They don't talk about exactly what happened, and there's no um, lingering effects of whatever happened during the the um, uh, movie that shows up inside of season five right now. Uh, maybe later on it will, but right as of right now, it's strictly season four ended. Season five began really no mention of what occurred during their uh, movie uh, film that came out i mean i'm gonna uh, hope that I, I would hope that every like they don't do that like where they like don't even think about this but no that it totally advances it and i mean we'll only see when the second season comes out but yeah it has it has it has some it it has impact on what should go forward mm-hmm. if that makes sense without saying anything. <laughs> yeah. I would be surprised if season two didn't pick up exactly where the movie left off. It, because to me, it wouldn't make sense. Um, so with everything that they touched on in the movie and everything that occurred, I think this directly sets up season two. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I have intentions to watch it, so it's good to know that you guys give it a. It's gotten two thumbs up from both Hokage, so that's good. But uh, they, I, I think out of the three animated um, films and, and shows we watched this past weekend, I think uh, Demon Slayer seems to be the one that's been more favorable. Uh, so that being said, we'll we'll go into something that was had more mixed reviews from the three of us. Uh, that would be Netflix's Yasuke. Um, Kim and I spoke lightly about it last <laughs> night on, uh, on, on Instagram. Um, Kareem, I know you've seen it as well. Uh, for those who haven't seen uh, Yasuke, it's basically a fictional tale about a real-life uh, Black samurai, uh, African uh, samurai, um, where it's, I mean, the only parts that, that are, are, I guess, accurate would be that, yes, uh, um, at one time, Nobunaga um, and I guess feudal Japan, uh, I think in the early 1500s, did have a black servant, and he was and he rose to the rank of samurai. After that, it's all fiction. It's all you know this uh, a made up story. Uh, it starts off with them in a in a war, uh, and then um, uh, Nobunaga permit, performing seppuku on himself, and um, I forgot the title of what. Um, Yasuke is as far as the person has to actually you know decapitate um, his the person who's performing sepulchral on themselves. But anyway, he's like now just a, a warrior, uh, a retired samurai, just living his life as as a boatsman. And um, for me, the the animation was cool, uh, music was was fine. Um, it gave me, it, I guess, since it's a Lashawn Thomas, Thomas uh, production, it has more of a hip hop vibe to it, which I I, I grad, uh, gladly welcome. Um, it just felt like there was it was more that I wanted out of knowing about Sasuke's past, Yasuke's past. For me, I would hope a second season comes about and they would show us more. Um, this felt more like a prequel to something greater. So it left me wanting more, which doesn't always bode well, especially with animes, because animes are notorious for not having second seasons and leaves you out in the lurch. What was your take on it, uh, Kane Kareem? Um. So the second is called the Kai Shakunin, but mm-hmm. um, my take on it was this was a great. It it felt like it should have been a Yasuke introductory movie, like not an anime series, not like it should have been like okay, so we have this movie that we want that we think that people might want to know more about this anime, so we're like testing the waters with this. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a B minus or a six out of ten like it had the promise of be no what we what i thought going in was not what i got and i don't know if that's my fault for having a different set of expectations because they didn't really tell us like what like we, we just put everything we thought would be into it in like our mind oh cool we're gonna get a set we're gonna get a black samurai sorry we're gonna get something that refers to an actual person and it'll be okay. it'll be good. It was just okay. Cause oh man, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. But like, if this was just a samurai story about a regular samurai, I'd like okay, I give it a pass. I would totally just not even really. I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned, like. For Yasuke himself, I could have. This could have been any other samurai, and it would and it wouldn't have changed the plot. Not not like 
it barely would have changed the plot to, of the story. So they would have been able to call him a black samurai as much as they did. True, you're right. They, they just call him black boatsman. Right. Yeah, yeah it would have. He would have just been. He just would have been something. Like, but that shouldn't have been enough, though. And it's not enough. It's it's just okay. I would have preferred to hear more about the other people involved, but that would be going in. So, like, Kareem, what were your initial thoughts? Because I don't want to, like, I can go into my deeper thoughts later. Um, I, I think you, I think both of you hit the, the nail on the head, um, especially in terms of it feeling like it is, you know, like a prequel or something that could have been an introductory movie. So it, it kind of reminds me of Castlevania's first season which was like, what, four episodes? And it was like, you know, it was just basically given a taste of what, you know, what was possible, to, I guess, to get people excited and want more of it. Um, I think this show, this show felt that same way, um, where I, I enjoyed the fact that it was about Yasuke. I enjoyed the world building, but it felt a little uneven to me because it was, it, it seemed like it got distracted about who was the main character. Um, nice. And I get it. They, you have the samurai. Uh, they had his flashbacks. Um, you know, I guess just as a bare minimum to explain why he was the way he was, which was, yeah, I'm no longer a samurai. I'm this guy in this town. I go by a different name. Um, I don't want to get caught up in any battles. I think they did the bare minimum to explain why he became that way. But I feel that they only did that so that he could play the role of protecting the young girl who was pretty much, you know, treated as she was the star of the show in some mm -hmm. episodes to me. And then when they introduced more of the fantasy elements and magic, like he felt, it felt like he was even more sidelined. Um, and it's like, well, was he really necessary as Yasuke? Um, and again, I think the world building, I, I enjoyed the fact that it wasn't just a classical story. Like they wanted to take it places where, you know, you could have a lot of potential going forward as to what they want to have him face. Um, but at the same time, I think it, it, it became a little sidetracked when it should have focused on him a little bit more. We should have got a little bit more of him, his story um, and his role in, in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think going forward now that he's back on track in terms of his training that in order for it to reel me in i have to know that it's about him and not about everybody else but him so i enjoyed yeah. the characters um their powers um how each one seemed unique but again it wasn't castlevania you know 1.2 it was supposed to be a yasuke series yeah like it's a Yasuke series, but he's playing second fiddle in his own movie. It's yeah. sort of the similar critique that I had when I talked to other people about how the first, how the Black Panther movie was. It's like, you're second fiddle in your own thing. That should not be the case. This is a Yasuke movie, but, well, it's a Yasuke series, which literally just felt like a movie that they just broken down <laughs> into like little bits to try to get you to deal with it. But he wasn't even as interesting as the as the spirit, the tribal man from Benin. I'm like, yo, I would love to hear more about Awa. Awa? Ahuja? I'm not sure uh, what his actual name was. But, like, I would have preferred to hear way more about him than Yasuke. Because 
I didn't really get it. Or if they would have just stopped the story after the third episode where the um, minister gets murked, like, and just draw, drew that out, everything up until that point could have been one season if you fleshed out each episode a little bit more to get us to that point. And I would have been okay. And I would have been like, cool, this is good. This is, and I would have had a better a better thought of this thing than I do, than I currently do. Cause the next part, I'm just like, uh, this is giving me lone wolf and cub, but whereas lone wolf and cub, the samurai was more important. This time it's like, nah, here's this magical kid and she's the lead. And it just does not make sense. Like make it make sense to me. What were you thinking about how you were pushing this forward? Did no one stop to think, wait, here he is taking a sec, taking the back seat to his own story. Yeah, uh, I felt like he he became at times um, second fiddle, um, and which uh, to me is like if they at the end of the the uh, this first season, uh, hopefully there's a second season, if he decides to stay with the girl and they you know for now it's like you said the lone wolf and cobra, he's accompanying her on or she's accompanying him now. Okay, so you you kind of establish her background, her importance. I mean, he's going to be her guardian. Okay, um, but now that he left her, so it's like we still are left with wanting to know a little bit more about his backstory. Uh, I mean, we know from the flashbacks, you know the the uh, his importance as far as being a samurai and and how there was some infighting with him and. Uh, Mitsuhide uh, inside of with Nobunaga's um, clan. I would have probably liked to see more with him fighting when he was with Nobunaga's son. Maybe there was some bad, some nice action scenes there. But I think the biggest thing for me, uh, the takeaway is the infusion of modern technology in um, an old time era. So you have the robots. You, ha- you had that cyborg. Um, you have uh, the enemy using pretty much mech warriors kind of thing. Like, yeah. how does that come about? Uh, maybe <laughs> some information as to how the, he said the Mongols attacked uh, China with those, maybe uh, so introduce us to a new villain who's in, you know, across the sea in China, uh, you know, uh, kicking butt and using these mech warriors and now he's got to fight them or, I mean, just, just to elaborate on it again, because it's not factually accurate. So, it's, I mean, he can pretty much write any kind of thing where he open up a portal and who knows, it'll be something like in Yuasha where you know, he's got a portal to the modern day and he, you know, he comes and goes wherever he pleases into uh, different time periods. I, I don't know what, what lays in store for season two, but I, I would have liked to see some more uh, background onto that. Um, was that an actual person that was supposed to be inside that that robot uh, was part of the assassin group or was it just an uh, just an actual robot someone built. And right. that's why he seemed to be clueless into uh, human terminology, human relationships and things like that. Yeah, that was, it, even that threw me off a little bit. Um, because I'm like, okay, this person was fighting throughout the show and now all of a sudden it, it was the concept of a friend. Um, it just, <laughs> It was like, was that necessary or was it? I don't know. It just mm-hmm. seemed a little bit, a little bit off to me. Um, you know, you're right. It, it just it started throwing things at us where it's like, okay, you don't need to explain everything because some of it is fantasy. Um, but at least make it coherent where it's like, okay, I understand now where this big ass army just came from that has big mech warriors. 
but they just seem to almost come out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, Yasuke is now being dwarfed by everything. Um, where it's like, okay, he's pretty much a, a standing by watching this take place. Does he need to defeat everybody single-handedly? Absolutely not. Um, no. But in a, in a series where everybody had magic, it is bad. It's pretty bad that they turned him into a magical Negro, um, where his role is just to make sure you know the girl with powers is okay. Um, and he did have his uh, somewhat redemption story arc where uh, he kept revisiting the scene of um, someone that he cared about, and we ultimately learned the fate of that person. But I enjoyed the show more when it seemed to focus on him and his story. Mm-hmm. And the, the the voice acting was excellent, and that's what I think it it, it drew me in. Um, but at times, it's like they just started throwing things at the wall, and it's like, okay, did I miss an episode? Did I was I looking at my phone quickly and missed like a key pop pop point? Like what happened? Right. <laughs> it was just like, like let me know everything ended. She's turning purple. Like where did this go? Did I miss it? Let me go back. So it just seemed like it was all over at times. Yeah. It, it it was it it was like let me throw everything in here and see what sticks but you like edit yourself like who was in the room that was like okay this all seems to go perfectly fine together and not like wait we're jumping there's some pieces missing someone's gonna be like they had you know people are gonna be like this doesn't flow right <laughs> yeah like it just it 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 doesn't flow properly because there's just too much is disjointed they put too much in it i'm i'm like i'm willing to accept that there are these somehow magical robots that are there okay i'm not willing to accept that how the robot was defeated by what coffee but dude was just in a river how'd you how 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 did you malfunction how you were literally just in a river it's the caffeine yeah (laughs) it was something like what what it was too. It was too much and not enough self editing. I think they're like, well, we want to go big because we may not get this opportunity again. But then you went big ish by putting everything in here without it being cohesive. Yeah, I mean, it, it had some room to work. Um, and like I was telling UK uh, yesterday, watching it, um, just as far as the mechs and some of the characters, like the villain, which I think was a aware bear but then at one point one of the people said it was a wolf uh and yeah i wasn't sure if i was mistaken because it looked like a bear at first and then when she transformed again okay that looks like a bear but maybe i mean it could just be like the 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 townsperson just saw a creature and didn't know Um, right we didn't know what a bear was (laughs) she reminded me of one of the yeah i didn't know what a bear was uh she reminded me of one of the characters from his camp from uh, LaShawn's uh cannon buster series where it was one of the enemies and I think she was like a, I think it was a Russian, might have, might have, may have had a Russian accent also, but this was like a big brolic woman who was um, fighting um, uh, Billy, uh, Billy the Kid, Billy the Kid in, in, um, in the final episode. So it felt like he was taking elements from Cannon Busters and bringing it over to here, which is not, a, it's definitely not a knock. It's just, I saw the similarities there. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to season two. We'll see what, what that, um, entails i'm hoping for more adventures maybe a little bit with more direct focus on yasuke rather than uh the people who he's helping yeah definitely yeah i mean we we talk about characters who are helping and and very empathetic 
uh, and, and Yasuke, where we go on the other end of the spectrum where someone who has super uh, uh, apathy <laughs> running through the Viltrumite veins, and that would be uh, Nolan or the uh, Omni-Man character yeah. from Invincible. Uh, this, uh, Amazon Prime had the season finale for season one, which has already been set for uh, be picked up for season two and three, hopefully later this year, maybe uh, 2022. Uh, what was your take on the season finale of season one of Invincible? Don't all go at once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say we have a worst father ever candidate mm-hmm. um, from the finale of this show. Uh, this, I think this, this series itself, uh, to me, has been entertaining. Um, I know I some of it is, is is shock value. Um, what would you know, like what would happen if if Superman went rogue and he actually killed people? Um, you know, this has that theme to it. It's similar to the boys. We're like, what are superheroes? They went bad um, with their powers. What kind of destruction would it have? And to me, the show had that feel, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also entertaining because it had a unique element with the sun. Um, the fact that he was part human, he was part Viltrumite, and he was learning how to be a hero, it, it added an element where, like, okay, it's not just, everything in it isn't just shock value, where it's like, okay, I'm only enjoying it, I'm only watching it because of the shock value. It's actually been an interesting story to me. It's been interesting character development. And I think it all culminated in the season finale, where he is now faced with the understanding of what his father did why his father did it, and what that means for his life going forward. So the fact that nothing is the same in Mark's life from the beginning of this season to the season finale is, to me, incredible story progression. Um, I'm not all that surprised as to why Omni-Man did what he did. I had that theory early on that maybe that's what it was. It was, you know, they were basically colonizers. Um, uh-huh. And he he forgot that he was a colonizer at some point, and Mark's powers coming in play made him remember what his mission was. So I wasn't completely shocked as to the reason why. Um, I was shocked as to how far he went <laughs> to show Mark that he really meant what he did and all the things that he said about his life. Um, to me, that just made it where it's like, yes, this is a villain that we can view as a villain, not as somebody who is like, okay, this is what we need to understand about him. And that may come down the line, but to me, it was a matter of, okay, now Mark has the worst person he could ever face. And it's going to be a hell of a ride for him to learn how to defeat this person. So I I love this season finale because I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. I can't wait to see, um, what new characters are going to be introduced down the line once, you know, maybe from other planets, maybe other Viltrumites who realize they can abandon their post. Um, so I'm pretty excited for season two and season three. The same here. Uh, what about you, Kay? Okay, I enjoyed it. I definitely, definitely enjoyed the season. I definitely enjoyed the um, episode. I definitely saw that coming. Um, it's like, yeah, he was the bad guy all along. But is he really a bad guy if that's what his race of people do? I mean, technically, yeah. Uh, technically, yeah. I could see him being being a candidate for father for worst anime animation parent, but 
Still don't put him there. Question. (laughs) Because his entire point, his entire point as an alien was to conquer. Mm -hmm. So, and as he gave that little speech and said that he he thinks their mother is like a pet. Do we care what anthills do? Like, do we like we as human beings? We don't care what the ants are doing, and that's essentially what they see humans as. Is it right because we're the humans? No, but if we were like ants and we saw what humans did to us would we would we be right in would we as ants be okay like not would we be okay we would be we would truly try to like kill people but i get it my bigger issue with it is why is it that when there are so many emotional moments of death in it why are we seeing black people murdered that's like because i rewatched the episode and that was like so like after the, the initial oh this is really cool dude's a douche dude's a murderer but i'm just like every really emotional or gory death why was the character black like the the fighter pilot who got ripped in half hmm the mom with the little with the little child in chicago the freaking train yeah, but I mean, that's just, I mean, for me, I didn't, I didn't even look at that as far as just those two, because I mean, he was laying, he laid waste an entire uh, train, uh, yeah, entire right. subway system. So I was like, there's a lot of people dying there. It wasn't just, yeah. Like, like, Which uh, I, and of, like, I didn't yeah. really, like, it didn't bother me the first time, but it was like on watching it the second time, I was like, hold up. I'm noticing we're seeing like a lot of, like the, the train thing almost doesn't bother me either because there's so many people that died, but I'm just like, the man who gets ripped in half after he saves mm-hmm. the people that he's trying to save in the building you make sure that you focus in on them to try to give you some kind of hope and then i see an arm like no idea what the, like, no idea what the girl like the girl's body is but you're just like oh he's still holding on to that arm and i'm just like oh it's an arm yeah yeah i mean that was just terrible yeah. Um, but you just reminded me when you mentioned the, the fighter pilot pilots um, that we also have the worst boss ever um, candidate. Um, Yo, because dude Tito is was basically sending people at him like, yeah, this, I know it's not going to work, but they're biased two seconds of extra time. It's like, hold Yo. up. You just sent the whole entire army at him knowing they're only going to last two seconds. Like, I'm Tito calling is out. the real villain <laughs> of this entire thing. Cecil, like, I no, Cecil is the villain. Like, as much as Omni-Man is the villain, because he is, Cecil is the villain as well. Because this dude is sending people knowingly to their death just to what? To, to find out some little bit more information? Like, dude, you are a horrible person. <laughs> like, you're human, and you're, like, sacrificing people. Like, well, we're good. We know we're going to die. But, you know, it's okay. We, we've mm-hmm. always got more. What the f- well, it's, it's for the greater good. You know, it sacrificed the few to save the many. Think yeah. That's yeah. That's I mean, I, I don't think I could do that either, especially when you know it's not going to work. I could see you when he used the satellite in the previous episode, you know, use the satellite to shoot, you know, shoot him or whatever. And that Billy, I don't even, I'm trying to think of it even, I think it might have lit his uniform on fire. But right. I mean, the bigger question is what the hell is um, the tailor putting into his fabrics? I mean, do you think. I mean, his, yeah. his his uniform uh, just had has more blood on it, not from him, but from the, his victims. 
than anything else. I mean, he's going ripping through all kind of materials and in, in the upper atmosphere, out of space, back into our atmosphere. Yeah, well, nothing happens with his clothesline. I mean, that's that to me is the is the real hero. Isn't it? Right, <laughs> you know. But um, I love the series. I uh, love the season. Uh, and I don't think I can wait to season two. So I'm, I'm already, I mean, literally while we're doing a podcast, I, I also have the my comic reader open. So I'm reading through um, oh, first, uh, first of three compendiums don't, now. So oh, don't, you, you've done it already? Stop. Stop. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Do you know what happened? Okay. I know. Don't, well, I know something was supposed to happen. So <laughs> don't keep reading. Just, just be surprised like everybody else. Just, oh, just okay. don't. Nah, just, just, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with Game of Thrones. Like I read through Game of Thrones after the first season, so I knew everything was going to happen. So, and I don't, I don't do it to say, okay, well, I want to watch it and then be disappointed. Honestly, I like how the comic is different from the TV, the, from the cartoon, the animated series. Like the characters, is there's you know, ethnicities of certain characters are changed. Yeah, the comic book happened out of sequence from the from the show, and it's more than likely because you can, I can only, you can only put in. So much content in the hour or 45 minute uh, show so you know there's things that happen um and i think the first episode of uh invincible that i've already i'm already like 10 uh 10 books in and it hasn't even happened like certain things haven't even mentioned yet but certain uh, certain things haven't shown up i mean there's even a, an appearance by savage dragon another image comic uh character that never showed up in the amazon prime show so things like that i enjoy um uh, and obviously there's stuff inside the book that you can't put on, I guess they probably couldn't put on the TV or, or so, but. I'm, really? I'm, like, well, no, nothing like, nothing, no, nothing like super uh. gratuitous, nothing like that, but just like certain, like again, with the Savage Dragon and certain characters they mentioned that didn't show up. And I think it's more so because it's image and it's not, uh, probably it hasn't been, um, it's an image property and not uh, something that Kirkman has worked on. So therefore I guess it can't be part of the Amazon Prime universe uh. yet, possibly. Um, which would be cool. I mean, maybe they can talk to McFarlane and maybe put Spawn on Amazon Prime instead of doing the HBO. Thing. Oh. I don't know, but um, I mean, I just that's just been thinking about it now. But uh, I'm going to definitely finish the first compendium. I got probably another uh, thousand pages to go, but I'll definitely have it finished before you no know, season two comes out. And I'll wait till season two ends, and I'll read compendium two and then compendium three. But from what I gather, from what my my friends have already read it. Um, yeah, there's a lot more action coming through, uh, you know, and, and all this other good stuff. You know, finding more about Viltrumites and and you know, learning more about Mark and his abilities. But we've seen that also at the end of um, end of the season. They show you like I guess snapshots of what may the, uh, what other villains are doing, and so we'll see who he has to uh, take on come season two. Well, he needs to learn how to fight. I'm sorry. Like this, <laughs> he's the Sam Wilson of, of this world. Is that oh what you're trying God, to do? Yeah, he's no. worse. He's like young he's, stuff. In, exactly. in my opinion, like, he's way worse. <laughs> Sam could beat him. Like there's, he's just he's just bad. Like I get it that he's been doing this for less than a year. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm rocking with this. Mm-hmm. But dude, I'm gonna need you to learn to fight better. You yeah. cannot just just do something. Because when was the last time he won a fight on never. his own? Never, on his own? Uh, never. Well, no, that, that he was struggling with those cyborgs. Yeah, which was weird. I, I, that to me is like I, I'm trying to figure out the vulnerability of the Viltrumites. 
Someone like you know, Superman is basically invulnerable and pervious to everything except for kryptonite. You know, you got to get the kryptonite bolts or be in the vicinity. He hit, you know, people punch him or throw stuff at him. He just, you know, flinches his head or whatever. Here as um, Nolan or Omni Man, he actually could, I mean, he was fighting the immortal. He was actually, you know, bleeding from the face. So he was the guy who's, you know, tried to um, pop his eyes out or whatever. You know, his eyeball at least turned red. Uh, he, you know, saw some bruises there. And then he's having difficulty fighting those robotic cyborg um, dead soldiers. And I was like, I thought he would have been able to dispatch those real quick. No, break right. in half, keep it moving. But he seems to sometimes have difficulties or it takes longer than normal to destroy someone or to take out somebody. But uh, it, it's, it's hit or miss. Like his powers don't seem to be um, balanced throughout the, the series. But yeah, I was wondering if that was connected to when his father was training him, that it, some of it is, is his own mentality. Um, so he's as strong as he, he thinks he is. Um, but even that, to me, it's not, it hasn't been consistent because even when he's tried his mm-hmm. best or he had a stronger mentality than he did early on, he was still getting beat down. Uh-huh. So, uh, he's like the, he's the, he's the weakest superhero that's invincible. But I'm like, you're not invincible, dude. Yeah, you're like, on a, like, just, you need a new name. You need a new name. You need a new name because invincible ain't cutting it. He that's just, the thing. Like, if he had a PR um, agent, they would probably tell him to change his name. Because if he had a different name, we would be like, okay, he's still learning. But because his name is Invincible and he keeps getting beat up, it's not a good look for him. Uh-uh. So he should have like a secondary name too. Like what? What would be his secondary name? Super. I don't lost. know. Something. That, yeah, <laughs> like something to distract people, like a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh my gosh, he like he's just he get beat up by a child. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to see like him just get beat up by like a kid. Just because he, oh why does he why is he just not a powerful superhero? What about robot? And what's her name? Beast girl? She's yeah, yeah she might beat him up next. But that storyline oh is weird. God. Yeah, yeah, you know that's right. Because we we saw we're still talking about the the violence stuff, but I'm like, yo, no, we skipped over that 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 storyline like that. I need to know more about. Well, it. wait, wait, what's what? <laughs> wait, what part is weird about that? That he drew um, a body so he could kick it to the little girl. Well, she's right. not, she's not really a girl. I mean, she, girl. she's. She's. I mean, yeah, she's. she's good. Good. I mean, she's, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what I'm what I'm curious about is, are they actually the same age in real life? Like, obviously, he was looking like a um. Uh, Almost like an aborted fetus inside of that um, that cell he was in. I'm wondering was he a teenager at that time or was he older? And I guess the best he can do is have a cloned body of a uh, of a teenager. It was weird that he made he used Rex's um, face or DNA to make himself. I was, I was like, yeah, that's weird. Why did you make yourself look like Rex? Like, why don't you just have them make you look like you, what you would what you should have looked like if he wasn't looking like. Uh, the thing from out of Total Recall that was coming out of the guy's chest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm sorry, he like he he's weird. Like the entire thing is just strange. And I'm like, are you leading him to become a villain? Because his actions have been very villainous. <laughs> like, dude, that's an interesting storyline. I, I really, I'm, I'm really curious as to what he's gonna do next. <sighs> yeah, I just, it's just creepy. It. 
it's the it's the growing of a body to be so that a girl that you can get a girl to like you like you're well, a robot. Was she, was she gonna like him as the robot or as that uh, um gobbly gook looking person? I don't think so. Probably not, but you uh I mean no. No, I'm standing firm in this. No, he's a robot who literally became a human that grew a human body mm-hmm. so that he could try to get a girl to like him. Who and again, that chick is like she keeps de-aging. So what are you gonna do? Grow another body when you have to go younger? Well, I, what I thought was he was doing was when he got her DNA, I thought he was gonna go to the twin, the Mauler twins to find a way to reverse that. Or, or at least be able to clone her or something so that way she doesn't have to keep de-aging or slow down her uh, her um, her aging process. Because each time he does it, I forgot how many days or how many weeks it takes off of her or de-ages her each time she uh, turns into uh, the beast or monster girl. No. But you had mentioned, Kay, as far as uh, Nolan uh, Omni-Man being one of uh, animated animation's uh, worst parents, who is your, uh, I guess, uh, what other honorable mentions for worst fathers in uh, animation would there be? Goku. Wow. Go- Wait, you put Goku in the same category as Omni Man as worst fathers? I'm sorry. <laughs> Goku constantly put his kids in danger. Like, constantly. Constantly put his kids in danger. Like, no, he's not a good father. <laughs> There's a reason why Chi Chi's called Chi Chi. But, like, no, he's a horrible <laughs> Marriage. Um, no, no, he shouldn't. He 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 shouldn't. He he's still not the worst. Okay, let's be honest. My probably I probably will put on my list of horrible parents. Uh, Show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like, dude, merged his daughter and the dog. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, to me was I thought you were gonna go with Show Tucker. I didn't think he was gonna go with Goku. Goku's a horrible parent. I'm just saying, let's let's leave that on the line. He's a horrible parent. But um Shell Sucker is clearly worse. Like, and I think Show is way worse than Omni Man because Omni Man's just like he's, he's he's an alien. Um, and this is what they do is that in their alien race, they they killed half of their population because they wanted to get rid of weak weakness. Okay, that's that's y'all. But Shell Sucker was just a human who just like, you know what? Alchemy is cool. I want to go by to do like you combined your daughter, your adorable little daughter. That's didn't matter because she was adorable, but like you combine your daughter and her dog. Like that's a whole new level of evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kareem? Who's uh who's on your list of uh horrible fathers <laughs> in the anime? Um, I think uh, uh Baki's father from the um anime Baki. He's he's pretty terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know he's just—he's just brutal. He's—he's he's psycho. He's not. Um, but I don't think he—he he compares to Omni Man. Um, but I think he—he—he's close to um, the top. He's definitely not like Goku. Goku knows he can bring his son back anytime he wants. He give him a sense of being. It's all fine. Um, and at least Goku is fighting on the same side as his son, as opposed to Omni Man or, or Baki's father. Um, so I, I don't think he Goku's that bad. He's just he's as bad a father as he is a husband. <laughs> so he's okay. horrible either way. All of them. Yeah. But but in some ways he's supposed to be harmless too. No. All right. <laughs> no. No. 
No, who's your any who's your who's your um bad father candidates? It was definitely with Shao Tucker. Um, but uh, I mean, I th- and think and watching most of the, the shonen animes that I've watched, it seems like the father always has to be. There's always an absent father. Like by them being absent, builds the builds their usually a son builds character in them and and allows them to strive to, for greatness to be almost like you watch a hunter hunter like gone's never known his father but his father just flats out leaves him and his his idea is by me not being there will allow him to be great and he'll come find me when he's ready like what yeah <laughs> that's not how absentee fathers that's not how being yeah. the dad is supposed to be i'm just gonna leave him and he'll he'll be able to fend for himself and grow up to be a good man and he'll find me like come again wow. But I would say, Shao Tucker, the fact that you you know you morphed your your daughter into, uh, with a dog, I thought that was okay. Like, yeah, that's yep. that's not good. That's it's like at least Omni Man only said he sees uh, what's the name's wife as a pet. The dad was like, "I'm gonna make my daughter my pet. Put yeah. the two together." Like, I, I would say if Omni Man was also human, and like he's got a power, and that he just now he saw all of humanity as you no know, worthless because they don't, you know, they're not as strong as him. Like, okay, you know what? You're a jerk, and you're hard. Right. Because I mean, I could see, I see his purpose as far. Not that I applaud his efforts for I me mean, killing people left and right, but I understand. Like he says, you're gonna live for thousands of years, so everyone you know now, you, they're gonna die. So it's pointless to try to save them because they're not going to be around for much longer. I hear that argument. But he's got to work on his delivery because that's not something you want, especially a teenager. A teenage boy is going to want to hear that. No, his new girlfriend and his mom, your wife, are are, are, are useless, are, are worthless to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hence what? Pro- yeah, I think his problem was that he actually fell in love with uh, uh, with Debbie, and having a kid, I, I think, was probably outside of the rules of the Viltrumite uh, uh, no, rules of engagement. It was probably just to come here, assess. Uh, their abilities take out any possible resistance and rule the planet, get it ready for um, uh, colonization. I will agree. Yeah. Well, you know who else? I, okay, so there's one more that I was just thinking about who's a horrible father. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many of you, like, if you guys have watched Ranma, but Genma Sal told me is a, is a really bad dad. Yeah, like, yeah, Genma is a bad dad, but he's not bad, like, on the level. These people actually, like, you know. Well, no, think about it. He took his son all around the world. <laughs> Dropped dude in a no 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 like, like, like there's a case for Genma being like one of the worst parents. So he takes his kid around the world, training, 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 blah 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 blah. You make a thing with your a deal with your wife that if your son doesn't come back as a man, he's gonna kill all of y'all. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this is this is the deal that he made with his wife. Cool again, she's a horrible mother as well. But I'm just like, so this is the deal you made with your wife that if you if your son that you took with you from the time he was like, let's say seven, that if he wasn't a man by the time you brought him back, y'all would all be murdered. I don't know that part. So okay, so there's the episode <laughs> where he where, where Ronma doesn't want to meet his mom. Yeah, because... I remember. I don't remember. I don't remember Gimma telling that if Ronma Ronma comes back not as a man, that Gimma's going to kill the mother and the. And no, no, no. No, no, no. The mother gets to kill them because he's oh, not a man. Okay. That make that's sense. why Ron was afraid, and that's why Gamma made sure he stayed a freaking panda. Because you're just like, like when he it's one of the it's one of the signs he held, holds up because he does it in I'm just like you're a, a really piss poor parent. 
Like you took your kid, like, yeah, just this is what you do. Like, okay, he's not like I'm murdering my kid. My, I'm gonna murder my kid. Horrible, but yeah, I think he was like the first bad anime dad that I could think of. Like the first like major anime father that I could think of was like a, like you were like the worst parent. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like he needs he needs he needs to be up there on that list because that's the kind of that's the kind of father he is. Just saying. Just so if we, if we have a Mount Rushmore of bad fathers of anime, uh, Gimma's going to be up there. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, closing notes uh, before we end our episode? Gaming. I got Returnal yesterday. Okay. So okay, How, how's Eternal? Um. So I'm going to play some tonight. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it sounds pretty interesting to me that every time you play it, it's supposed to be a, a new loop and everything changed. Yeah. So I, I want to see how the, the actual story is. Um, so I plan on starting that tonight. So oh, I'll okay. let you know if it's, if it's worth looking into or not. Yeah, I think we'll go back and you know, maybe this week or next week, I'm going to actually try to finish um, The Last Gears of War. We were halfway finished and I just lost interest and just ne- never went back to it. Um, so I'm going to go do that uh, with my son. Um, he's been in his room playing uh, uh, God of War for like, I don't know, the, the hundredth time. Like he's, I don't know how many times he's finished it by now, but he's, he's finished God of War at least, at least, uh, I would say, 10 times. Uh, wow. the, latest, the latest God of War. But now he's got a PS5 now, so he's, he's, he's doing it basically from scratch on the PS5 uh, under his own profile. So we'll see. I'm just still waiting for New Horizons to come out. No, and then I'll wait for the Cyberpunk Game of the Year version after all the bugs and everything out. I'll, then I'll download that. I can't wait for Resident Evil Village to come out. So I have the demo. I plan on playing that today as well. I played it on the PS5, and it was pretty fun. Use the, uh, you can only play it for 30 minutes. Uh, can you use uh, the goggles on that, like the uh, VR? No, no. Uh, um, hopefully they do add something like that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they don't have that right now. So I, I downloaded it again for the Xbox and for the PC to get it, you know, um, an hour each so I can play it for at least two more hours. I'm going to try the castle now and see how it works and how it looks. We'll, we'll report back next week on the next episode to, to give us a, a, more, a bigger review of, that, of the uh, internals game on the PS5. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com. And that is three, the number, H O K E G S.com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time. No itch you wanna kick it cause it's pre-ordained When I spray, pull a three Hokage gate We on sight, think a night, maybe move away It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now we're tuned of the sound of the new old age Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes empire, based on the day it's wire The culture ain't a case of day-to-day attire nah. Respect the frame, the man's is fire Pay homage, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us yeah.